Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We're going to enter into the rest of the Lord, according to Hebrews chapters 3 and 4. But are you too stressed to rest? Philip and I were having our devotions this morning and reading in Hebrews chapters 3 and 4, and we felt like this was such a good piece of Scripture and so much depth in it that we thought we'd like to share it with you today. So, Philip, do you want to just read a few verses out of chapter 3? Yes, this is, uh, I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation, and this is verse 7 to 13. This is why the Holy Spirit says, If only you would listen to his voice this day. Don't make him angry by hardening your hearts, like your ancestors did during the days of their rebellion, when they were tested in the wilderness. There your fathers tested me and tried my patience. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years, they still doubted me. Mm. This ignited my anger with that generation, and I said about them, They wander in their hearts just like they do with their feet, and they refuse to learn my ways. My heart grieved over them, so I decreed, they will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. So search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters, and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you, for it will lead you astray and make you unresponsive to the living God. This is the time to encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Wow. You know, I I like the King James, too, where it says, uh, it says, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. The, The children of Israel were provoking the Lord. And in order to get the context here, let's go back and tell the backstory in Numbers chapter 14. That was when the 10 spies that had been sent into the promised land just not very long after they came out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Moses sent this little group of, of one of each tribe, sent them in to check things out so that they would know what to do and how to get there. And they came back and they all said, hey, this, is, this really is what God promised. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's great, but there's <laughs> giants in the land, and we can't do this. Except for Joshua and Caleb, and they said, hey, we can do this. God said we can do this. God said we can do this, so we can do this. These giants will be bred for us. Yes. We can do this. <laughs> And the the other 10 said, "Uh uh-uh, no way, they are scary. And, you know, God just was done with them. At that point, uh, he said to Moses, "Um, how long will this people provoke me? I'm reading in verse 11. And how long will it be before they believe me for all the signs which I've showed among them? I'm going to smite them. With a pestilence, I mean, that could be, that, that could be something like a, a disease. And I'm going to disinherit them and make, make of you, Moses, a greater nation and mightier than they. And then Moses intercedes and says, God, you can't do that. 
it's going to ru- ruin your name because all the people of the nations around are going to say, yeah, he, he's what kind of God is this? He took him out of Egypt and now yeah, he's going to kill him. Kill him in the desert. Yeah. yeah. And so the Lord said, oh, okay. I, I, obviously, I'm putting my own words in here, but <laughs> that's the general idea. He said, okay, I am what you say I am because Moses is saying, Lord, your power is great. And you forgive iniquity and you forgive transgression. Pardon, please pardon these people. And so the Lord says, okay, I've pardoned them according to your word. But as certain, as truly as I live. So he's swearing by his own existence. Mm -hmm. As truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And that's where we are right now. Yes. We are in that time and in that place where the glory of the Lord is going to be poured out like never before. In the book of Acts, it was started as seed form, and we're about to see the harvest come in. So God says, okay, uh, my sooner or later, it's going to come that yeah. my glory is going to fill the earth. But these people that have seen my glory and my miracles and tempted me now these 10 times and with, have not hearkened to my voice, Surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it, like those spies. Mm -hmm. But Caleb, he's got a different spirit, so he can come in. And obviously Joshua came in too because he was leading them. But the rest of these people, they are going to die in the wilderness. They're going to be out here, everybody that's 20 years old and upward that have moaned and complained They can't come in to the promise. They can't enter this promised land. They will not enter into this rest. They're going to have to wander around. So in in that day, the rest included entering into the promise. It and Mm -hmm. it included coming into a place where you can have your own home and you don't have to be wandering around anymore. You don't have to be living in a tent. You don't have to be living in a booth that's made of sticks. You can have your own house and live there. It's going to be your possession. This is the promise that he has for us Hmm. when we enter into life in the spirit with him. So let's go back to the thoughts that we had from Hebrews verse 12 of uh, chapter 3, and I'm reading from the King James. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Now, that could be faithlessness. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You know, we walk with him, and sometimes we go astray. Just think about Jesus with his disciples and how all the time he was expecting them to expect something from him because he's doing miracles 24 7 in front of them he's healing the sick he's raising the dead he's calming the storm he's feeding the multitudes and they still have this evil heart of unbelief that just couldn't get it and they couldn't get it until they received the holy spirit yes Once they received the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts is a whole different story of these people that were that were now filled with that same presence of the Lord. And endued with power from on high. Yeah, yeah, they got it. They got it. And and they quit running around with unbelief and they were filled with boldness and they were doing the stuff. 
Yeah. And that's what the Lord is calling us to enter into in a greater way. As we prepare for this outpouring, as we contend in the spirit for what God is about to do, as we are standing and standing and standing. If you didn't hear the podcast, the last three podcasts that we did, a couple of them with with Justin Goff about the battle that we're in, but we have that power that's inside of us. That's it's explosive power. Yes. That that is available to us to be to enable us to overcome this driving bam 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 of the uh, the forever loser, the enemy that's trying to get through to us to keep us in unbelief or to to keep us from standing in in faith and in confidence. Unbelief just leads into so many different things because you're it takes you away from the presence of God. I, I call it gravitational distractions, yeah. things that happen. They just seem to find you sometimes at the worst moments. Yeah. And it's all the forever losers plan just to pull you out of the presence of God. But finding that rest in him, though, that resting place. Yeah. You know, it is so important. And we have to start with it in the morning. That's true. That's true. I'm reminded of Isaiah chapter 30, and it's another case of the children of Israel that decided not to believe God. It starts out with, woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel and carry out a plan, but not mine, who make a league and pour out a drink offering, but not of my spirit, thus adding sin to sin. I'm reading from the Amplified. And the, one, the verse that stands out to me is verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength. And that is a word that we've hung on to. But the rest of the verse says, but you would not. You chose not to go there. And how often do we choose not to go there? But God is challenging us to enter into his rest and to let go of this stress. Let me just, let me just give you a little bit of, of the words there and what they mean, the, the depths of them. Just a second. Let me turn there in another Bible. We've got about three <laughs> or four Bibles going here. Verse 15 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. Okay, returning is the word shuvah. And that means, it really means repentance. But repentance means returning. Mm -hmm. So you're walking towards God, doing his thing, and something distracts you, pulls you away, tempts you, you make a mistake, you go the wrong way. Returning means re turning back to him. You turn again back to him. So returning to the Lord, and then that that word rest means quietness. In returning and rest shall you be saved. You're going to be delivered. The Lord will see to it. You know, the, the promises that God makes to us, the blessings and the cursings that you see in Deuteronomy, there's all these wonderful blessings for agreeing with the Word of God and yes. doing the things that the mm-hmm. Word of God says to do. And then there's this even longer list, a really laundry list, <laughs> yeah. of curses if you disobey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Doesn't it make sense to obey? 
It does. It's the, it's the easiest path to go, though it may be kind of hard at first. It's the easiest in the way of it's God's way. But it doesn't necessarily look easy from the point of view of the circumstances. Like the children of Israel, you know, they're look they're looking at the giants. They hear oh. this report about the giants. Ah, there's giants there. But they forgot about everything the Lord took them through. Right. And so how many times do we look at our circumstances and yeah. forget how big God is? Yeah, that's right. Sometimes that happens. But in quietness and in confidence, that word quietness means tranquility, Uh to be undisturbed, to be unmolested, to rest. So this, this tranquility comes from our confidence, and that's the next word, in quietness and confidence. That word confidence, interestingly, has the idea of resignation. It's kind of like Jesus in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he said, Lord, not my will, but I, I would really like to get out of this if I possibly could. Is there some way that I could? But nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. In that resignation, we're saying to the Lord, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you in this. And it gives you confidence when you have the word of the Lord to move forward on. Now, if you don't have the word of the Lord, that can cause you to not have confidence. Yeah. But I remember a time when we had the word of the Lord through a dream. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. That, that was our journey to Tibet. And I remember that well. It was in devotions. Our accountant walked in and just said, you know, I just had, had this dream. And I just heard the Lord say, you know, you'll be in Kathmandu on the 4th of July. That's in Nepal. Yeah. And we were uh, we're doing our trip to Tibet, and this would be our second journey. So as we're, we're planning this trip to Tibet, we had a mandate from the Lord. You know, this was a prayer journey, and we were going into the monasteries, and so you had to be very careful in everything you did. And we had our we had tracks, our Who is Jesus track in the Tibetan language, and this is controlled by communist China, so it's very dangerous. And we even had everybody to sign up on this trip, uh, a waiver that we were not responsible if you didn't come back home. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a dangerous journey. We're going up to almost 18,000 feet in some of the highest mountain passes of the world. And why would we do this? You know, this is for Jesus. We wouldn't do this for ourselves. No. But what we were doing was to build like a beachhead of worship. So as we were getting ready to leave Tibet after our second trip, we were driving out. We had flown into Lhasa. The first time we flew in and we flew out. The second time we flew into Lhasa, and in order to get to some of the farther western places to pray and to worship and and to build this beachhead for the Lord, then we were going to drive our way out back to Kathmandu. And that last day was the 4th of July. And so we were on our way back and we had just crossed over into Nepal and we're driving along in a nice Nepali bus, a nice, comfortable bus, you know. It was a Toyota bus. Yeah. It was very nice. It was nice. Um, It had been arranged by the tour company and all of a sudden the traffic stops. Now this road is not 
a very nice road. It was it was not a nice road for most of the trip coming all the way from Lhasa. It was rough. And and it was monsoon season too. Yes. So and, which is exciting because uh, the roads washed out all kinds of uh, things that happen in monsoons when you get a lot of flooding. Yeah. Even like you're seeing landslides, landslides, and, and even what we're hearing today and. In China and different areas, you know, all well, the rain and it's yeah. just, and so this is we we had a lot of challenges on this journey. Right. So here we are driving through Nepal on our way back to Kathmandu, and everything stops. So after sitting there for a while, we finally got out to explore what has happened. What's the problem? And here is this truck stopped in the middle of the road, which is. A very narrow road, and it happened at this point to be in kind of like a little village. So it was very narrow there, and it, there was hardly room to pass. But the thing, the thing was kind of awkwardly parked. Yeah, it wasn't even all the way over to the side. But, but I, I looked underneath the truck, and they had the whole inside of the axle taken out. And the axles were out. The the gears and the and, and uh, the, the drive gears, the ring and pinion, everything was taken out. And my mechanical mind told me, you know, even here in the States, to get something like this done properly, you know, with feeler gauges that check your clearance and your tolerance, it's not something you just throw together in half an hour. Right. We're going to be here a while. And we're in a third world nation. Right. Where parts, you just don't call your parts house. We'll have it for you tomorrow. Right. Coming out of whatever city. And it was just like, how are we ever going to get past this? Right. And so we were thinking about going back to the border. Because there's a hotel there. There's a hotel <laughs> at the border. We could go back to the border and spend the night. But our flight was probably, what, on the 6th? Would we make our flight? Well, maybe it was the 5th. I don't remember. But w would we make our flight if we did that? But I remembered the word of the Lord. And I put my confidence in it. And at that point, I was unflappable. Yeah, and I remember when you said that. We'll be in Kathmandu on the 4th of July, which was the same day. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, really? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I didn't remember that, uh, what, what Sandy had said. In, oh, uh, you didn't? No, I didn't remember oh, at wow. that point. Well, I remembered it. Thank God the Holy Spirit brought it back to me. So the long story short is we went over onto the other side of where this truck was broken down. And we talked with the people on the other side who were also stopped in their journey to the border. And there were buses there and there were vehicles there. And so we hired some of the, the young boys in the, in the area. And we had some help. Somebody that could speak Nepali stepped up. Maybe it was an angel. And, uh, and I, I always wanted to ride one of these Indian buses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of buses. Very loud, abstract air horns, you know, and they just <laughs> drive like crazy. And so we finally got our opportunity. So we, we went back to our little, nice, comfortable Toyota bus and got these kids to carry all of our luggage for us, our whole tour group. And we got to the other side and negotiated with this other bus and we got into this bus and it took us to Kathmandu we were there by nine o'clock that night and the word of the Lord came to pass but we had confidence and we had rest in the word of the Lord that's the point yeah and sometimes when when you're seeking the Lord now what do I do what do I do here's another story um, there was a time that we were we were supposed to go to China on a 
I, I don't want to tell too much about it, um, but it was a it was a special journey to <laughs> um, to meet with some of the believers there, and then there was this this invitation. They really wanted us to go into Inner Mongolia, and we really wanted to go there. We had we had met with some Inner Mongolian uh, Christians and and uh, made friends with them. Of course, we couldn't speak their language, but we could be one in the spirit. And we're seeking the Lord about, do we stay those extra days? It would have kept us over. Uh, we would have had Christmas in Mongolia. Yeah, we would have had Christmas in Mongolia. And, and it was actually Sister Gwen's last Christmas, and, and we didn't know that. But So we're, we're waiting on the Lord. And one day, I was, I was combing my hair. And we, we hadn't written the ticket yet. We couldn't write the ticket until yeah, we... Yeah, because we didn't know. When, when we are we supposed know. to come back? So I'm combing my hair, looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden... I see in the mirror the reflection of this lady that we know from uh, Inner Mongolia. And she's, she's combing her hair. And I thought, whoa, that's pretty wild. And I, as I, as I kind of prayed into it, I saw her again. And she was shaking her finger at me and shaking her head like, no, don't come. So we knew we weren't supposed to go to Mongo- Inner Mongolia. Well, we, we did actually see her when we went to China. She came to the meeting that we were at. And I told her what happened, and she said, I was praying that the Lord would tell you not to come. So isn't that amazing? When you need to hear from God, you get into that rest. Yes. And we should be walking in the rest. But this is the, the returning, this practicing of the presence of God. It's so critical. I remember another time there was a need for uh, hearing from God about, about somebody that was on our staff that I felt like, I think his time is finished here, but I don't know how to tell him. So, uh, you know, the, the circumstances were saying, yeah, it's time for him to move on. Uh, but I knew that wasn't his will, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I, I needed to hear from God, how do I tell him this? Is, is this really you, Lord? So I had to work so hard to get quiet enough to hear. Oh, and I, I just got quieter and quieter and quieter. And I heard the still, small voice of the Lord. And he said, tell him his time here is up. So, okay, I have my word. I knew it was God. So I told him, he disagreed with me, but he made plans to leave. And after he left, we, we were going on a, an overseas trip. And we got word while we were overseas that, you know, about two weeks later, he had a heart attack and died. Quite a shock. But yeah. I realized that what the Lord had said to me was deeper than his time here was up. His time on the earth was up. And the Lord was trying to tell him to prepare. So, you know, what happens when you get quiet enough? That's where the place of rest is. And I have to say, I have to practice. I have to practice. It, you know, that, that reminds me of something that I wrote in my little, I have a little daily devotional. It's not really a daily devotional, but it's a little devotional that has just kind of short devotions in it. It's called In Quietness and Confidence, Keys to Overcoming. And of course, that comes from this verse in Isaiah that we were just talking about. On the back of it, I'll just read what it says on the back. Whether you are tormented by your past or your shortcomings or just fighting the chaos of busyness? Stopping to get still and listen to the heart of God will set you free. He longs for our relationship more than for our works that we do thinking we will please him. And 
now I'm going to read the embarrassing part. I just try <laughs> to be transparent, okay? In a season of 40 days of cutting off the clamoring voices of the world, Sharon Buss continued to receive encouragement from the Lord in her journal. She also began reviewing the words she had received in recent months. Realizing that she had all but forgotten much of what the Lord had spoken to her heart, she began to practice more faithfully what she was hearing. She also understood that she must share these keys to overcoming so that others will now be able to use them to unlock the gates of hindrance that block the entrance to the overcoming life. So I just popped this open today as we were getting ready for the podcast. And what I came to is a little devotional, very small, called Practicing the Presence. And so in my journal, I just would, I, I write something that I'm thinking, and then I often hear a response from the Holy Spirit. So what I wrote was, oh, Lord, I just want you. And his response was, and I just want you. I want you more than you want me. So I responded, Lord, I want to want you more. I give you my hyperactivity and attention deficit tendency. I repent of that nature in me, and I give it to you to heal so that I can concentrate on you. I want to be a Mary, not a Martha. And his response to me was, I receive what you give me. I paid the price to set you free. I always accomplish what I set out to do. The more you cooperate on a moment-by-moment basis, the faster we will get there. It is a journey. Keep practicing my presence. Each time you pause and acknowledge me, speak to me, worship or praise me, my presence brings my grace to overcome. This is how selfish human nature is transformed into godliness, by beholding me, communing with me, being still, and knowing that I am God. Be thankful. Thanking me causes the darkness to flee. Just breathe in my presence and breathe out worship. So I responded, thank you for the reminder, Lord. And he said, you're welcome. Now just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. You know, just to close, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 in the Amplified says, this is when Paul was talking about that harassing messenger of Satan to rack and buffet and harass him to keep him from being excessively exalted. That's in uh, verse 7, the, the, the thorn in his flesh. And then he says, Three times I called on the Lord and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me. Verse 9. But he said to me, My grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. Hmm. My strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. Oh, that's beautiful. That's entering into his rest. That's entering rest. Entering into his rest is what it's all about. And sometimes you just you just have to stop and be still and remember that word that he spoke to you or let let his spirit just whisper something to you. Let that peace of God be upon you. I, I, let's close with the with the ironic blessing. The Lord, Lord bless, bless you and, and keep, keep you. you. The The Lord Lord make his his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom.
where there's nothing broken, nothing missing. It's in that place of rest. That is the secret place of the Most High, where we dwell as we're equipping for that great global outpouring. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.